I have known for a while the message I wanted to get across to my clients. That's what I do for photographers. I help them create that brand that they want to mm -hmm. portray. And I knew I wanted to show up online like authentically, but the implementation of it was like really hard, like putting pen to paper. And then with Sarah, you came in and you plucked those words like literally straight from my brain and you molded them into actual sentences. And it sounded like me on my best day. You're listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gillis, copywriter, word magic maker, and owner of What Sarah Said. On this podcast, you'll feel empowered to show up online in a way that has you saying, that's so me. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the Copywriter On Call podcast. I am your host, Sarah Gillis, and I'm logging some on-call hours today with a client and a dear friend of mine, Brittany Renee of Brittany Renee Photography. Brittany is a photographer and a business coach who is passionate about helping busy photographers fulfill their calling without feeling perpetually overwhelmed. Amen. <laughs> it is her goal to help her clients define a plan to communicate their mission so that you can book more of your dream photography clients and find balance in your life. I am so thrilled to welcome Brittany to the Copywriter On Call podcast today. Thanks so much for being here. Hi. I am so thrilled to have you as guest and so thrilled to just be able to connect with you. We were just talking right before we started recording that I think we're finally going to get a chance to meet in person <laughs> in the next month. And it's going to be so great. It's funny because I feel like we already do know each other in person. Like, yeah, how amazing internet could be. Yes. <laughs> I, I just can't wait to hug you IRL, like for real. <laughs> real hugs, real hugs. All right, so let's get started. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and share how we met? Well, I'm Brittany. I'm a newborn and family photographer. I've been doing this whole photography thing for about 13 years. And in 2020, I started the education side of my business. Mm -hmm. I coach other photographers to fulfill their calling without feeling perpetually overwhelmed, like Sarah said. I'm also a, a wife, a mom to three kids who keep me very busy, of course. And I have a podcast as well called Capture the Chaos, all about the business side of photography. So tell us a little bit about how we initially connected. How did we initially connect? I think it was through our dear friend, Amanda, who does mm -hmm. most of both of our branding photos. I'm sure someone else has done yours up in, oh my gosh, Sioux yes, Falls? Is that Sioux Falls, at? yeah. My very first set of brand photos was done here. But mm -hmm. ever since I met Amanda, she's yeah. now in charge. <laughs> I'm a photographer and I pay a photographer to do my brand photos. Like she's good. She's good. Yeah. Yes. I think that's how we met. And then I loved Amanda's copy. And so I was like, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So we've just been working together ever since. Yeah, you were one of the members of the Content Huddle, which is my yeah. membership. Mm -hmm. There have been some done-for-you pieces, some done-with-you pieces. Yeah. And I love how, like, our copy relationship has kind of evolved in that yeah. way because it allows us to really partner and get to know each other, but mm -hmm. also, like, for me to just take some things off your plate. So it's been a good, a yeah. good working relationship from the get-go. I know. It's been great. I really have enjoyed. I'm so glad that I know you. <laughs> yeah, same friend. So tell me a little bit about how you show up online and how that's different now. So think back how you showed up online before you started working with me on your copy. Okay. It feels like a long time ago and I don't even remember who I was. <laughs> I'm like having to dig in my brain a little bit. 
But I know when I first started my business, I thought I had to be like super polished and professional to the point that I didn't even follow clients on social media. Like this is a really long time ago, okay? Mm -hmm. But I quickly realized that's not how I wanted to do business. And this whole world of like being more personable in business was starting to like be a thing. So like when I first started photography, like you had to be like really dry. And that's just how our parents taught us to be, right? Yeah. I mean, like this idea of showing up authentically is still kind of relatively new. It's only been going on for like maybe less than five years. Right. Really. And you've been in the game so long that like you've seen that evolution and that shift. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember like my dad's in human resources and he was <laughs> always too, like, yeah. well, <laughs> make sure you don't show too much of yourself in business. Like right. be formal, be very professional. Professional. And yeah. Just felt icky. That's funny because my mom is also in human resources and so she's very like, mm. and then yeah. my husband's dad is, he's done like, he's like CEO of like marketing things. And so yeah. I asked him to look at my website a few years ago and he was like, oh, I know you're trying to be cute and stuff, but you need to really be like more serious. I was like, I'm never asking you for advice again because I don't, I don't think we're driving here, but you know, he's, <laughs> he's like a big wig and his, you yeah. know, he's done really well for business, for like corporate business. Right. It's different. This is different. Yeah, I I do think our parents are a little baffled by this, honestly, because that's just not how it worked for them. Yes. Um, And I mean, it's not how it's working for us anymore. And mm -hmm. I think that there's so much more freedom in the way that we approach business. And we have the flexibility and the ability to point to ourselves and say, look, I'm a solopreneur. I'm a mama. I'm a wife. I'm a busy person. And I just want to show up and be real with people and not have to hide any of the the mess in the corner. I think it's a really beautiful piece to kind of have this mm-hmm. evolution and to be in this space because I'm sure there was a lot of constricting feelings right. like, that I'm, the older generation had. I mean, think about how I can't speak for everybody, but I know like it was even like in the 90s when we were growing up, it was the dad's work and the moms take care of the kids, even though the moms had jobs, right? Yeah. And now like my husband's like super involved with the kids. Like sometimes I don't even know what's going on with some of their activities. I'm like, oh no, he's in charge of that. You know, like he's very present. And so it just kind of gives us, we just are making our own rules and it's kind of cool. Yeah, I love that. And I think it extends beyond business, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's about life too. We're making our own rules and making our own way. And I mean, we're a two career household and we're a two parent household. Like we're both involved. And I think that that's not necessarily what the norm was when we were growing up. No, for sure not. Like, I think that women had it probably really hard then because they were expected to work a lot of Mm -hmm. the time and then also be like full-time moms. And it was just like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, sometimes I feel the pressure of like Mm -hmm. keeping up the house and also keeping up the career. And (laughs) it's, it's just a matter of like, okay, well, I can do one thing really well. One thing really well. Yeah. That's going to be my kids from time to time. And that's going to be my business from time to time. And everything can evolve. I like to say that I can either have myself ready, I can have the kids ready, or I can have my house ready, but I cannot have all three at the same time. If you there you go. House, that's a beautiful thing. It really is. So sh- being able to show up that way in your copy is just so freeing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being able to to walk in the door to serve families, especially newborn families, newborn clients who are in this like crazy, stressful, overwhelming, but also really beautiful part of their lives. And so if you're able to walk in the door that way and say, look, I get it, I get it and I'm living it, that's gotta be a sigh of relief for your clients too. I do get a lot of compliments on that. They're like, you know, you just put me at ease. You made me feel really comfortable. Because 
your house is not clean when you have a newborn. Like, that's just not a thing. So I walk in. I'm like, that's okay. We're just going to throw things into a corner and we're going to pretend like it's clean. Yeah. And it makes them feel really good. I'm like, that's fine. I never, like, freak out or worry about things. And I think that's reflected in my copy, thanks to you. So they kind of know what to expect whenever I walk in. And they're just like, okay, okay, this is going to be okay. We can do this. Yeah. yeah. So tell me a little bit about when you first approached me with your website copy currently, mm-hmm. you already had a really great personality packed situation working. Thank but you. what did the polish process kind of help you determine or learn about yourself or help you show up as yourself differently? So I have known for a while the message I wanted to get across to my clients. That's what I do for photographers. I help them create that brand that they want to portray. And I knew I wanted to show up online like authentically, but the implementation of it was like really hard, like putting pen to paper. Okay, this is what I imagine. Before you, (laughs) there was like this thought bubble and it had like those, you know, for like little comic strips and Mm -hmm. it had a bunch of words floating around. I'm like, I know like these are the words I want in there, but it was like really nonsensical. And then with Sarah, you came in and you plucked those words like literally straight from my brain and you molded them into actual sentences. And it sounded like me on my best day. (laughs) If I had if I don't. That's really what I try to do for clients is I help them to put together the words that are them on their best day. Like if all of us could write like ourselves on our best day, our copy would be awesome. It would be nonstop. It would be really effective. Clients would be lining up. (laughs) My grammar is not that good. So even on my best day, it's probably your copy is probably still better. I don't know where that's the beauty of the polish, right? (laughs) That's the beauty of the polish. (laughs) It's questionable sometimes. Yeah. I think that, you know, what I noticed when I was looking through your work Because you are like a perfect student who does a lot of the legwork, (laughs) who does a lot of the legwork before we even started the process of the polish. You had a pretty clear idea of, okay, I know I need to say this. I know I want to emphasize that, but how do I string it together and where does everything go? And I think that was the beauty of the polish process is taking all of those pieces and parts and molding it together into that coherent narrative. Yeah. Coherent being the keyword. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm really, really bad about being coherent about things. I think that like any busy mom and business owner, we have these brilliant moments and these brilliant thoughts. And then it's like, okay, but what do I do with that now? Like (laughs) it it just comes out of nowhere. And then it's like, oh, somebody needs a snack. Somebody needs a a refill. Somebody's injured. (laughs) There was something I was going to add into my podcast intro. And I thought about it yesterday, but then it was like bedtime chaos. And I wish Mm. that I could remember what that brilliant thing that I wanted to add into my intro. And now I'm like, Oh, it's gone forever. It's gone it's forever. Gone. But it was good. Hopefully. Whatever it was. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I've been there. I know it. It's crazy to think about those moments of brilliance. And those are the things that I think having like more of a done for you versus a done with you. Like yeah. if I do everything for you, I miss out on those moments of brilliance. But if mm-hmm. we're having a conversation, it's a back and forth on Voxer, that done with you support is so beautiful because you can be like, oh my gosh, I just had this idea. Can you put it somewhere? And we can put it somewhere. And it's a beautiful thing. That was literally how my most recent boxer day went. Like you said, I was a perfect student. You said I showed up and like, I show up and I do the light work, but that day, that day I had nothing done. Well, you are 
fooling me, girl. No, no. <laughs> you like you pulled all that out of me. I think it was my coaching page. And I was like, sure. Whoops, I didn't have time to prepare before this meeting with Sarah. So you pulled it all out and like it became it went from nothing to something. It was incredible. Yeah, I love that. And I love the Voxer support days. They're also called copywriter on call, just like this podcast. But I love the Voxer support days because it's not like you're chained to your computer all day. Mm -hmm. It's just that back and forth at your leisure. And I can workshop with you in Google Docs, but I can also voice message with you in Voxer. And it's like both of us are working and collaborating. And I love the conversations and the questions that come out of that. It's a really cool thing to watch something take shape from nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're kind of like therapy, but <clears throat> love that. Love that. Totally not trained that way, but I will serve in that capacity. <laughs> Do you ever wish you actually had a copywriter on call? That's what's possible when you book a VIP day with me. From a website copy polish or a custom long form sales page to an email welcome sequence or launch sequence. I'll flex my done-for-you muscles and take on your top priority to-dos in a half-day or a full-day VIP experience. Whether you've got one project or a full slate of copy-related tasks, I'll work behind the scenes to craft word magic that feels authentic to you and your brand. By the end of the day, you'll have your project in hand or implemented live on your website or email list. If this sounds like exactly what you need, Head on over to whatsarahsaid.com slash VIP to learn more. So whether it was website copy or the sales page we've been talking about, what was something that I wrote for you or that I integrated into your copy that had you feeling like, wow, that is so me? <laughs> okay, can I say everything? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do have one thing like specific that mm-hmm. I just like, remember that moment. So there was, on my website, I wanted other names I go by. Mm. And I had this section on my website. I wanted the names I went by, like Mama and stuff like that. Then specifically, this reluctant cat mom came out. And so the story goes, I wanted a section with my other names on my website. And I, I don't remember which ones I had originally, but they really weren't that good. And you were helping me brainstorm them. And you asked if I had any pets. And I responded, ugh. Yes, I have two cats. And he said, sounds like there's a story there. And I said, there is a story. And I told her about how my mom found these cats and she gave them to us. And we had to raise them as like literal newborn kittens, like feeding them and all that. And you gave me the title Reluctant Cat Mom. And I was like, that fits so well. Do you want me to, can I read the section that you wrote? Go for it. Love it. This is what Sarah wrote for me on that roll. After my mom found two-hour-old abandoned kittens, we took them in, bottle-feeding them every three hours for the first two months of their lives. Each cat shows their gratitude in inventive ways, one by peeing everywhere and the other by randomly attacking me unprovoked. But I love them and our complicated relationship. And when I read it, I was like, wow, that's like exactly how I felt. But like, I never would have been able to say that and so I just thought it was really cool to like just like put that relationship into words yeah and I love that like thank you I love that that's like the most random thing ever but it like is it's an endearing fact about you right like people who also have cats or who have experienced cats that may might not be the most welcome visitors or pets in their house like they can see themselves in that story and that's what I really love yeah and it's funny because we were doing boxer and I was actually at a hockey game 
like mm. reading when you sent it through. And I, I was like, Jimmy, Jimmy, look at this. And he was like, yeah, that's good. That's good. Like, <laughs> like why are you like freaking out right now? Because we're at a hockey game hanging out. And yeah. it, was just, it was just kind of a funny, like, I just, it's burned to my memory for some reason now. I love that. That's so fun. I love that. And you, I mean, when you were thinking about that section, you knew what you wanted. You knew that you wanted to showcase the fact that you were mama and that you were wife and that you also had all of these other titles mm-hmm. or all of these other roles to juggle. And I think that that, again, based on who you serve, families and newborn families in particular, like yeah. they need to know that you are familiar with that juggle, that balance. Right. And especially for the other photographers, you know, like a lot of them who are trying to run businesses, they're like, oh, I'm just so busy. And, you know, I have a hard time. And I'm like, I get it. Me too. Like I'm busy. Like I totally understand. And so all of those things, I was just trying to like get across that I understood. Definitely. I understand that being busy. Like I definitely do. <laughs> yeah. And you also understand that desire to document life, to freeze time for just a minute mm-hmm. and capture those photos. And so I think that that really does position you uniquely in your area because you're living it while you're capturing it. Yeah. Too. I'm wondering what I'm going to be capturing when my kids are teenagers. Am I still going to be in this? Like, am I still mm-hmm. going to be capturing babies and teenagers or kids? Or am I going to like move into that? I have no idea how to capture families with teenagers. Like it is a mystery to me. So we'll see. Yeah. And I, I, it's an underserved, an underserved like community, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't get that many photos of your teenagers. So I'm really here to see if I move into that as my kids get older and I'm like living in that then. Yeah. I think that my parents, like looking at our own like kind of childhood chronicles of sorts and photographs, we had school pictures. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we were seniors. <laughs> like there was nothing in between yeah. really. And so I'm interested to see how that evolves for you too. I think that'll be really interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a really good idea to serve those underserved portions of the community. So if Absolutely. you're out there and you're a photographer and you have teenagers and you know how to work with teenagers, start like talking to them directly. Hire Sarah to write <laughs> your copy so you can attract those clients because they need help. They need people to understand like what it's like having teenagers and trying to get real photos with them because I don't yeah. know. I can't do it. So Yeah. I mean, my kids are almost 11 and 8 and your yeah. kids... Where are your kids? My oldest is nine and my youngest is four. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still in those like really fundamental elementary school years. I can tell fart jokes and it's funny, but that's not funny to a 17 year old. You know, it just, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) Dang, new jokes. You're going to have to come up with new jokes. That's going to be really hard. No, but I think I'll understand maybe how to talk to teenagers when my kids are teenagers, maybe. Or maybe I won't. I don't think any adult knows how to talk to teenagers. No. I mean, I didn't want adults talking to me because no. either I was in trouble or they were trying to get me to like share about my life. And I'm right, like, no thanks. Right, let's just, right. let's just not. Let's just not. <laughs> okay. So what kind of impact has working with me on your copy had on your business, either financial or otherwise, just in kind of helping you show up online and attract your ideal client? So we've already kind of talked about this a little bit, but I'm going to kind of dive into that boxer day where I wasn't prepared at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we did that boxer day and we actually had to push the date back a few times just because, you know, various life things like I was busy, you were busy. I don't know. Things were going on. So we finally, finally came time for us to chat and I wasn't prepared. I did not know what I was doing. Like I was like, I knew I needed this, but I was not ready. So I had intended to like write notes and get ready. So like when we dove into it, I actually had something kind of like, when you wrote my website copy, like mm-hmm. you were able to actually see something, I had nothing. All right. So this particular copy was going to be dedicated to my one-on-one coaching page. And 
first of all, I had like a little bit of an idea of what I wanted my coaching layout to be, but I was still pretty lost. And so, I mean, I came into that day of Voxer with nothing. I very clearly should have had something ready to go because <laughs> we had already pushed it back. I should have had time. So seriously, busy season, busy life. Always. Like there's not, not a busy season at this point. So, so you start asking me questions about the purpose and what I want to accomplish. And literally within six hours, I knew exactly which photographers I'm trying to attract. I knew what I wanted them to learn. And I had copy for that coaching page. And it was like business therapy because I went in pretty loose and confused on what I wanted. Like I had an idea. I just wasn't quite sure like where I was going with it. And so you're so much more than a copywriter. And I'm not sure if this is something you offer or if I'm just a hot mess express and like it (laughs) you help me, but you helped actually create an offer. Like I know that's not necessarily Mm. part of the copywriter's job. You really honed in on this offer that I was trying to, maybe it was in my head and you were just able to pull it out. I'm not sure. But so I'd say you got me organized in a way that no one else was able to. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. And I think, I mean, it is a copywriter's job to make sure that all of the pieces are in place and all of the specifics are something that I know. And so Mm -hmm. I think by proxy, like when I was asking you, okay, well, what's included in this offer? What kind of bullet points can we pull out here? And I think that when we were going back and forth about that, you were crystallizing those things for yourself and for me at the same time. Yeah. And I also know that like offline, like you were having conversations back and forth with your Mm -hmm. business coach about like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think about this? And so we were all kind of in a conversation of sorts all day long. All through Voxer. (laughs) Yeah. To try and hone in on what exactly you wanted this offer to look like and how it would uniquely serve your people and the specific targets of your message. And so I think that's just a really cool way to use technology sidebar, but also just a really cool way to to refine an offer. I mean, how often do you get to bounce ideas off of someone who's a a copywriter, but also someone who's a business coach? Like you had us both in your back pocket, which is a really cool thing. That's not necessarily what we're talking about, but I mean, it is kind of what we're talking about, like outsourcing and hiring people to help you when it's not something that you're good at. My business coach has been business coaching photographers for years. And so she knows what I need to say. Like I know I have everything inside me, right? She mm-hmm. knows what I need to say in order to attract those clients. And you know the words in which to say to attract people. And so it's just like when you're not good at something, you might have the knowledge, but you need other people to help you, right? Like yeah. it's, you can't do everything yourself. I DIY'd my business for a really long time, but it wasn't until I started outsourcing and paying people who were smarter in areas than I was. That's when things started like taking off. So I can't say exactly that my copy from Sarah is what made me start making more money in my business, but it's not not what made me make more money. Yeah. All those things at once, whenever I um, started investing in my business and getting serious about things, all of it just came together. And last year was my first six-figure year as a business owner, and that was really cool, um, especially, yeah, especially being a photographer, a family photographer. It's not like wedding photographers where you charge like a lot of money. And I wouldn't say easy to make six figures, but as a family photographer, I feel like making six figures is like a pretty big feat. Yeah, and it's probably comparatively more easy in the wedding industry mm-hmm. because you're charging that high ticket price because you're providing that level of service all day coverage, Yeah, right? But I think that you provide that elevated level of service even in your family and newborn sessions, even though it's much, much shorter right. than, you than just a have wedding to day. 
have to do more in order to get that because it's not eight hours of photos for that would be exhausting to to take your photos of your kids for six hours. Right. Of course. But you are providing that client experience Mm -hmm. that makes your people crave that opportunity to work with you, which is a really cool thing. So the year I hired Sarah was the year I wrote six figures, just saying. <laughs> Soundbite. Mic drop. There we go. <laughs> oh, Save you're such a dear. Sure. I love that so much. Anything else that you want to share with people, especially if they're in that photography space, about how they can kind of use their words to show up as themselves, to kind of let go of those teachings we had when we were kids of making sure that you're kind of stiff and formal. Any other experiences that you've had about what it just feels like to show up as yourself, whether it's on Instagram or on your website? Well, I'm not on Instagram right now because I'm taking a six, was it 40 or 60? I don't remember how many days hiatus. And so that was like a big, like, I am a big Instagram user. A lot of my businesses come from Instagram and my, not necessarily my business, it's more like the connection that Mm -hmm. I've made with people because I showed up as myself. And that's really easy to do on Instagram. So it was kind of hard, but I was able to prove to myself that my copy was able to stand, like my website, my copy and my emails and all that were able to stand on their own with my brand, with my personality. And I'm a real big proponent of, I feel like these two things go hand in hand, of creating your brand as a business owner, not just a photographer, but as anyone, like you need a brand, you need your why, you need to know who you're serving, what your brand voice is, which I know Sarah Mm -hmm. does some helping with that. So like just being able to show up and know, because the way I talk to my clients attracts the clients that I want to work with. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't know what my brand was and who my client was, then I wouldn't be able to do that. Right, right, of course. And I think for photographers, it's easy to fall into the trap of, well, this works for this person. Mm-hmm. So why why not just try and duplicate what they're doing? Right. I mean, but it's your unique spin on it that really brings yeah. your clients, your people to you. But who knows if it's actually working for them because <laughs> like True. it might just look like it's working. Just because someone has like 20,000 followers and they're getting lots of likes does not mean that they have a profitable business. Right. I only have like 2,000 followers and I'm doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Good enough to take a break from yeah. Instagram and not not sweat over it. I mean, I'm sure that you missed the, the community and the I engagement. Do. I really do. But at the same time, like, way to hit that reset button. I love yeah. that. I've gotten so much other stuff done. Everything that's coming out of my business right now is from me. It's not from what I'm seeing from other people. I can't put blinders on, on when mm-hmm. I'm on Instagram. I'm like, ooh, what's that person doing? That looks like a really smart idea. Maybe it's not a smart idea. Like things are going better now that I'm not looking at other people than it was whenever I was having like all these squirrel moments looking at like, oh, oh, they're doing that reel. That's a good idea. Oh, they're doing that. They're doing this method. Oh, they're putting out a group coaching, which I did, by the way. Like I'm going to be real honest. I tried to do group coaching. It didn't work. And I realized why once I put those blinders on, this is what I need to be doing. I need to be doing one-on-one coaching with people. And yeah, all that was because I was looking at other people and what they were doing and just things are going a lot better now. Yeah, because you're listening to your own voice, right? Mm-hmm. You're turning up the volume on your own voice and turning down the noise outside of you. I love yeah. that. It's been great. I love that, friend. Well, thank you so, so much for being here. I am so grateful that we have become friends, and I can't wait to meet you in real life in a couple weeks. I know. I'm so excited about that. It's going to be so fun. All right. I am sending a big virtual hug to Brittany for sharing her experience with the Copywriter On Call audience today. Be sure to check out Brittany Renee Photography at BrittanyRenee.com or by clicking the link in the show notes. 
If you want to build a successful photography business, but the guilt and the overwhelm of working on your business is holding you back, it doesn't have to be that way. Sign up for one-on-one -on -one coaching with Brittany, and in eight weeks, you can take control of your time and your calendar and build a brand that attracts your ideal clients. To get started today, visit brittanyrenee.com slash photographers. Thanks so much for being here. This is your copywriter on call, signing off. Thanks for listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast. If this episode has you feeling all sorts of inspired to show up as yourself online, click that subscribe button so you don't miss my stories or practical advice to help you express your quirky, vulnerable, and authentic self online. Chat soon. Love listening to the Copywriter On Call podcast? Ratings and reviews mean everything to podcast hosts like me. I like to think of it as a modern day spin on fan mail. Your feedback helps me share my show with more creative business owners just like you who want to feel empowered to show up authentically online. Thanks for listening.